on the verse when um, uh, the Levites are sitting and they will not have a portion in the land. Uh, and God says, I'm going to have a portion in the land because I am and your inheritance. But what are we going to learn from that possible? I am your portion and your inheritance among Am Yisrael. Team, let's start with interpretation of the Pasuk. Vadatem avodas matona kehunaschem. That you will, your service, your priestly service is that you shall do the the word matona etain. I'm giving you the gift of the priesthood, the matona. Okay, a trope on that word matona. The Gemara says in Brachos 34b, Im shigura tefilosi bepi yodea nishehu mekubal. Rishlokish says that when I'm learning, uh, how do I know? If my see of mice comes out, then I know that it has been received. Very interesting idea. There's different types of speech. Speech that's intentional, there's poetry. And there is something which some of the literary writers in the 1930s was to take mushrooms and see what would happen to their writing called automatic. Speech in this context is articulation of right. desire. It's not, it's not well, it's thought, because when we're davening, sometimes we're connected. Oh, so that's not, a different type of speech. That's that, recitational oh, speech, right? right? Be, yeah. Because sometimes you don't think and it's just la 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 la, it's automatic. Right. But it's but it's verbal. It's It has to be verbalized. Um, it's not thought. It's not just I think when thought. he says, if my tefillah is shkuraba piv, means my prayer comes out fluently. If my prayer is fluent, I know it's been received. If it's hesitant, flex some kind of flick within me, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you're f- some self-awareness or you're trying to get something out of the other person. So it's deliberate speech, right? <clears throat> it's crafty. Mm-hmm. Then I know it's not accepted. It's only when it comes out fluently. That's what the Gomorrah says, right? We know that um, speech comes from the left hemisphere of the brain. Fluency and the prosody, the tonality, all of that's very high cerebral. We also know that in strokes, you can have the affection of one and not the other. So you can have a broker's aphasia where you telegram verbs and pronouns, right? That's broker's aphasia. In Wernicke's aphasia, you're very fluent, but it's a salad of speech which has no content, depending on which part of the brain, parietal lobe of the dominant hemisphere. But he's saying something of a religious claim, that the fluency of my speech is somehow related upstairs with reception. That I know, he says, my speech is fluent, then God is, depends on me. Now let's dive. It's a relationship between the two. Im shigura tfilosi befi. If the tfilah is shigura, the word shigura means fluent. Shigura miloshon shagar lo doron. He's punning on the word shagar. It's a gift. Hainu im nitna lo. Hatfila b'matana, coming back to that word, the matana, the gift, the gift of the priesthood, the gift. If my speech is given to me as a gift, then I'm meaning, what he's meaning to say is shkura means not only is it fluent, I've been given the gift to articulate it. Because if my tocho is not kabaro, if my heart's in one place and my head is in another place, 
then there will not be a fluency. So now he's redefining shkura, not that it's fluent, but that there is an integration between my head and my heart. So if there's an integration, I've been given the gift of harmony between my head and my heart. There's a harmonious relationship. Then my tefillah will be shkura b'piv. It will be fluent. But that is a gift. Now he's diagnosing it. If I can't daven, I can't get the words out. That comes before because there's a disharmony. There is a curtain that's interrupting the, the relationship between the head and the heart. And all kinds of weaknesses of character, flaws in my character, uh, things that are distracting me from my relationship with the divine. All those types of weaknesses, Rachman and Litzlob, who machmas klipas, they come because of this shell that is surrounding the fruit, meaning I want to, I want to get to the fruit. You can't get to the fruit. The, the more precious the fruit, the bigger the klipa, the bigger the shell that you have to penetrate. And that's the weakness. My weakness is I don't have access to the fruit within me. And so if I do get that wonderful moment of tefillah, which is shkuraba pif, which is fluent, which means it's harmonized between my head and my heart, then that klipa has been removed. That's a gift. That's what the radical statement here is. Don't think you can do it. That comes to you as a gift. And if you are given the gift of tefillah, or the gift of matzah, or the gift of Shabbos, or the gift of any mitzvah, it's a gift that's given to you for that moment so that it becomes fluent. Without any kind of interruption or intercession or something that's preventing it. Then he is invited into the chamber of the kings of kings. And all the clippers just automatically fall away. And then he is healed. It's a totally amazing claim. It means that there's a two-way street going on. Tefillah is not that I am standing here and I am mitpalel. That's a halachic robot. That's what they want us to think. The Daigle is telling us tefillah is a gift. The gift is that you don't just do it by rote. That there is a harmony between what your mouth and brain is telling you and what your heart is. When that gift comes, the clipper falls away and you're entered into the chamber of the king and blah, blah, blah. Does he say or allude to to earn that gift? Oh, so wait, stay tuned. Okay. Now this is pure Baal Shem Tov Torah, okay? <laughs> this is what I call the Pauline Revolution. Because mitzvahs lo tzricha kavona, right? The, the final upshot in the halacha is you don't need kavona. So what's he telling me? I need kavona. What, 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 what am I doing? That's the revolution. That's the revolution that's occurring. Oh. And only the first generation of Talmidim of the Baal Shem talk like this. After that it becomes art scrollified, you know? <laughs> Now he makes the most, when I saw this next thing, I'd forgotten because I'd read it in the Leshem once. And he, may, and he makes the next claim, just fasten your seatbelts. Osuk says, Now the grammar is, and you'll do your worship with the worship of the Matana. 
that I give you of the kahuna. But he puts an esnachto, you know, the little policeman's hat, he puts it after the avadatem. What does that mean? What is the meaning of the esnachto? Betam esnachto ksiv hainu avodashe belev zutfila. The avadatem betam esnachto, the esnachto is right after the avadatem. And he makes the claim that the esnachto, any time you see the esnachto in the Torah, it has to do with the hashra of the shechina. So you're going through a posuk and you think it's just a grammatical point, but because it's a line and then it spreads out like a canopy, it's considered, you need to look at that word because it has to do with the shechina. The pause is, v'avadatem, pause, meaning you're going to get a gift from above, and only then, avodas matana. I'm going to give you the gift so that you can do the work of the priest. Stazzling. Yesh lefarish, v'avadatem betam esnachta. The cantillation mark has a pause. You know, when you learn Bach, you understand the importance of the pause is more important than the musical note itself. It's the pauses that make the music what it is. How long the pause is, and how silent the pause is. And do you carry over the note with a long pedal, or do you just have total silence? The pause between letters is so critical, and every Hebrew verse has an etnachta. It splits the verse in two. And even when we, when we lane and we sing it, we stop and pause at that etnachta. Every balkora. That is, I'm going to give you the gift of this kahuna. So I'm going to give you this gift of the kuna, but you have to realize it's a gift from me. It's not something that you can do. Umahu ha-matana, zehu ha-avoida. Umahu ha-avoida, zehu ha-matana. So he has this back and forth. The avoida that you're doing, you think you're doing it, it's coming to you as a gift. The fact that you have an inspiration to do something and make one step towards the divine, that is preceded by the gift. But when you do it, that triggers the gift as well. It's a back and forth. I need to give you that gift in the beginning so that you could even start the work of the matnas kahuna. We learned that when Moses went up on high, he received 24 blessings from the angels. These 24 matanot are given to the kahuna. And these in the Zohar are the 24 adornments of the bride of the Shrina. Matana, each gift, is one of the 24 gifts which the Koyen, whose job is to bring the bride to the bridegroom, and he's adorning her with these gifts. And each is a separate gift of adornment that he gives to the Shechina, in order to make her unify with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because Aaron, who so the Shushvina de Matronisa, because Aaron is the man who brings the bridegroom down the down the bride to the chuppah. All the work of the Kohen, the work of adorning the bride. And that's the matana that was given to him, that he would even be able to do the work, to do the work, to, to, to adorn her. And then he says, and that's what it means that the schar mitzvah is the mitzvah. You think that the schar mitzvah, the brownie points at the end, when you go to the, the divine bookkeeper and he's thing mitzvah one, two, like some of my relatives think. Um, no, the schar mitzvah 
the reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah, meaning the reward is that I become fluent. The reward is the gift of the divine that allows me to be in harmony with the divine. And that's what it means in the Gemara that someone who brings a gift to a Talmud Chochem, it's like he brought Bikurim. Bikurim is the highest level in the Zoya uh, of fruits, first fruits. Soid Bikurim, the secret of the Bikurim is Godlmaoid Shemaramish Ba'olamas El Yonim. So these Bikurim are gifts that come from above, and when they're brought down below by you giving to the Koyin, the Bikurim, so then what you've done is brought the Matana from above down to below. Let's go back to that Posuk. I am your inheritance and your um, your your. Uh, lot betoch bnei Israel. Now look how he reinterprets it. Ani, that's the shechina. Hainu mishum sheani chelkacha. That is, I am your chelik, meaning your job is to take care of me. I am your portion. This is your day job, Aaron. You got to take care of me, right? You have to make me look good. She Aaron shushvina de matronisa. Belakach nachaloscha betoch bnei Israel, meaning, and through that. I am your inheritance among Am Yisrael because you then trigger their Nachala, their Matana. Targum uh, of Nachala is Matana di Yahavloch. I have a gift. So through your adorning me, the Shechina, I trigger the Matana to come down to Bnei Israel, so that they get the 24 gifts, which are the 24 permutations of the word Adonai. And the 24 adornments of the Kala, of the Queen, because your job and your desire is to adorn the Shechina. And I'm going to give you these 24 Matanas Kahuna, that is the 24 adornments of the King, the Hamaskil Yovin. It's so difficult, it's so dense, it's so multi layered. But what he's really saying is, in terms of our Avodas Hashem, because we are a kingdom of priests, is that God is making the claim that the connection and harmony with the divine is possible from that pasuk. Ani because your job is to adorn me. So all the bad stuff that's happening to you and all the weaknesses is because you are surrounded by this klipa because you don't have access to me. And therefore I am giving you this gift that allows you that access between the heart and the mind or between the mind and your soul, between the soul and the divine, so that there is a harmony, so that you can then it can become fluent in you, it can be harmonized in you, the head and the heart. And how do I do it? Because I gave you a nachala betoch b'nei Israel. I've given you this gift. The gift of being the chosen people is very simple. You were given a gift. The gift is to know the harmonic harmonies, the cosmos, so that you can become in tune with them. It says that are stuck in your head in Torah Samach Dalad, <clears throat> you will be surrounded by doubt and apikorsus. And how do you get out of that? We're surrounded by a cholalaponoi that divides us between us and the divine. There is this, this vacuous space that does not allow for this wonderful harmony. 
he sees the dark side of this. He is able to cross that vacuous hololaponu, uh, that divine space between human and the divine. The nigun is the melody, is the harmonious notes that are able to penetrate the universe from us in microwaves of sound that go out and beyond. There is a, a writer, Simon Weil, <clears throat> who says the only way to do that is through suffering. Here he's making the claim, im that we are given the gift, not necessarily that we have to be suffering. We have to be on the cross, nailed to the cross before the, the transcendent divine comes to us through time and space. We have this wonderful gift to reach out to the divine because of the claim of this pasuk that we have been given this matana, treasury of unearned gifts, what Rav Nachman calls the Oitzer Matnas Chinam, the treasury of unearned gifts. Single claim he is saying that we have in order to be mitpalel, that our tefillah is shigurah b'piv. It's not, it's just surrounded by husks and, and daigas and worries and most of the time we're stuck in this, this ego of self and we cannot get beyond the shell of the ego, which is the clipper, reach out to this harmonic hole uh, that is beyond us.